Hi, I'm Kristen Shorten, and this is my extended chat with Chad Elliott while filming Voodoo Medics. My name's Chad Elliott, and I was a commander for RAR. I served about six years. I joined the Defence Force when I was about 21, and I signed up in the direct recruiting scheme for Special Forces. I did three tours of Afghanistan. I was on rotation two, four, and seven. I was with Bravo Company on my first trip. I was with Alpha Company on my second trip when I was wounded. I'm pretty sure I was the first person to be seriously wounded in Afghanistan. It was around the 4th of August, 2007. Some parts of the day are pretty vivid. Uh, some other parts are a bit blurry. Um, it was pretty chaotic that day, as you can imagine. On the day that it happened, I was part of a mortar team and we had some activity happening on top of a ridge line um, involving some Taliban. We picked up their ICOM chatter and so we decided to send up a platoon to go and have a look. Uh, I got the job of being first scout. Um, as we were going up the hill, I was came in contact with small arms fire and RPG fire, which hit me in the right femur. Um, and basically from there, um, I went to shot pretty quickly, lost a lot of blood. Now we'd already been out for about uh, probably a good three weeks already. I was actually in a mortar team. Uh, I was the um, gunner on top of the car. And when the, the day that I got wounded, I was actually a lead scout. I was out front, very exposed. There was no cover at all. The first gunshot that was fired was the one that hit me. I didn't really know where it came from, um, the gunshot. I just saw a cloud of dust coming around from all the, the bullets hit, striking the ground. Um, from there, I sort of, I knew my leg was broken once I stood up and my leg just crumpled underneath me from the broken femur and I couldn't really move anywhere from there. It was a hail of bullets and a rocket fire. Um, and then my mates actually raced out and dragged me behind a rock because I wasn't able to move at all. Basically the rest of the platoon was still in contact with the enemy on the hill. Um, they gave me morphine, they were basically a lot of them were shielding my body from a lot of gunfire um, and spent most of the time just putting bandages in and rechanging those. Um, once the combat first aiders provided the initial treatment, um, Jody came up in the Bushmaster, he'd been called forwards um, and the bushmaster was pretty much empty um, so for him to work on me inside he gave me IV fluids um, just checked my morphine and just monitored my um, my details and all that so um, and he just stayed with me the whole way back till getting a next field helicopter and Jody and I were talking, yeah, we were actually uh, making a few jokes. While well, I, I was making a few jokes, I made Jody a bit worried, I think, because I was gone into shock. I lost a lot of blood. Um, my hands started shaking. And uh, when Jody was giving me treatment, I actually felt quite relaxed and calm because I felt that, that much trust with Jody that, and with his skills. Uh, no problems at all. I was very happy. Uh, the injuries I received was a gunshot wound to my right femur, uh, exited my right glute. I also had shrapnel uh, into my abdomen and my left arm. It, it would have been a 7.62 round 
that I got hit by, so either a PKM or an AK-47. The entry wound was probably about the size of your pinky fingernail, and the exit wound was probably larger than your fist. It was very painful. Uh, it's really hard to describe. It's like a really hot searing pain, and when it first happened, I'd probably equate it to getting hit with a sledgehammer. Getting shot, it's sort of, you, you don't realise when it happens. Um, I had to look at it a couple of times before I really realised. Um, and it's sort of afterwards then the pain starts to come. Um, but I think the body goes into shock pretty quickly, especially with the blood loss. Yeah, they had to go in through my stomach and remove shrapnel. Um, all in my abdomen and up my left arm. There was one point when before they took me into the Bushmaster, um, for some reason there was a delay getting me in there. Um, I remember there was a, a certain officer on the top of the Bushmaster on a gun and he was uh, screaming into the, the microphone, we've got a prior one casualty. Um, he actually came up to me afterwards and apologised for doing that. Um, he didn't realise that I could hear it. Um, you don't really know how bad it is not working on it yourself. You don't really know what's going on. It made it a lot easier, the situation, just being with all the guys and you know, all the Kaffers and then Jody. You just know you've got really smart guys who are very good at their job to look after you. I was still aware of what was going on. I even remember at one point uh, one of the guys who helped pull me back, um, his gun jammed. He's there trying to fix it, and I just said, take mine. I did manage to pull out my pistol and shoot off a few rounds while I was being treated. I was evacuated on an American C-130. I got evacuated by the Americans because the British didn't want to come in and pick me up because it was too hot. Um, I believe the Dutch didn't want to come in either. Um, so the Americans were the only ones who took the call and were willing to come in and get me in a hot LZ. A uh, hot LZ is a hot landing zone where there's still fire, still troops in contact. The American um, Black Hawk took me straight back to Tarankout uh, and I had um, just immediate surgery. Um, from there I went back down to Kandahar and had some more surgery. And then from there I jumped onto the American C-130 and they took me to Germany. Quite a few operations, I had uh, titanium rod holding my femur and my hip together. Uh, and it was obviously the taking the shrapnel out of my stomach and my arms. Flew back to Australia and I went straight into another hospital uh, in Sydney and into a naval hospital also in Sydney after that for more treatment. Walking was the biggest challenge. It was about six or seven months after I was shot before I deployed again. I was pretty keen to get back there. I did all my uh, rehab, my training, I was past um, to deploy and it wasn't until I got over there that it really sort of hit me. My body wasn't quite up for it yet but also mentally getting back out there was very hard so I couldn't do it and um, just made a decision it was probably a bit too soon for me to go back with my injuries so I came back to Australia. I still have my moments. Um, I've taken up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for the last year and I think this it's been the best thing apart from the military I've ever done in my life it's it's just helped my mental health so much I couldn't imagine where I'd be without that
my physical condition is I've got very limited movement in my leg. Uh, it's very hard where I got shot in my hip. Um, I can't bend my left knee properly. Um, and my lower back is very hard to maneuver as well. But just doing this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it really stretches my body and it's strengthened my core. So it's, it's done a lot of good for my body. Uh, my headspace at the moment is, I have days where they're pretty, pretty bad. Um, some days are good. Um, having my family really helps. And doing the, my training with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is probably key to me staying sane. Uh, I'd probably think of myself as a survivor and a fighter. So I've been diagnosed with PTSD. Uh, I think you can overcome it or manage it, would probably be the better word. Jody and I knew each other quite well. We were deployed together, so she so did all our training, pre-deployment training, we were over there together. Definitely brought us closer. Yeah, well he's the person who saved my life and I suppose he looks at it as if you know, he saved my life and yeah, it's, that's a pretty special thing. Not many people would have that. So I, I noticed Jody was very confident and relaxed. He's a very relaxed person, very, um, you know, just your typical surfy. Um, just no, nothing would really worry him and he'd make you feel um, relaxed when he's working on you. So he wouldn't stress out or anything. So he's perfect for that role as a medic. Jody's treatment of me was, say, perfect. It's, if, if it wasn't good, I'd, I'd be dead right now. So I, I can't fold it. Uh, he did a great job. It, it was a life-changing event, um, character building. Um, this is something that I'll never forget. And my children will hear that story and they'll always you know, have something to remember me by. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.